0: Music here,
1: and I just I got choked
0: up. What are
1: you. Doing? <laughs> season two. Yeah, we're back. We've got a new microphone. We've got two microphones now. We've got an old one and a new one. The new one is very fancy. are
0: coming at you in Surround, Surround Sound. Sound.
1: We have a new recording studio.
0: Yeah, thank you 440 Studios.
1: For giving us a, a little home, a place to record. We've got a little office and a recording space. And most importantly, we have... A A new schedule! schedule.
0: Heyo! So on Mondays, our normal episodes will still happen. You'll still be getting your Monday fill of One More Thing. On Wednesdays, that's when our newsletter will come out. tinyletter.com slash one more thing. It's queer updates, updates on our lives, gifts, funny things.
1: Every week it's going to end with a little
0: section called, Are Jay and Robert Still Single? What's our answer right now, Jay? Yep. Uh Uh-huh. So that'll happen on Wednesdays. It used to happen on Mondays. Now it's on Wednesdays. And then something new, completely never before seen, never before heard, in a new segment that we'll be bringing you called "One Last Thing,", Thing. which will be a very small, short episode of a recorded phone conversation that Jay and I will have every week, talking okay. about the, the cool things that have happened that week in terms of like LGBTQ plus news, because we record these episodes in, in advance. advance, and sometimes things slip by, and kind of the timeline gets pretty muddy. So this so, will be something. Yeah. Really where It's kind of like a news bulletin.
1: Yeah. So lo- look
0: forward to that. This isn't the only episode you're getting this week. We're
1: back. And you know what else is back? What's back? The 90s on television. Yep! (laughs) That segue was the premise for this entire episode. So Um, so. we're going to be talking about 90s TV. But first, we're going to do something else that's new. We're going to take a little commercial break.
0: Yeah, and we'll be right back after this message from your sponsor.
1: Who's our sponsor this season,
0: Robert? Our patrons. What does that mean? Well, you can go on to patreon.com. P-A-T-E-R-O-N. R-E-O-N. R-E-O-N. Slash one more thing and become a patron. It's super easy, you click a button, you give us money, and that's it.
1: But Robert, I don't have a lot of money. Right now, I think I have like, $1.
0: You know what, there's a plan for you. You can subscribe for $1 a month and get a new bonus episode emailed to you once a month.
1: What if I have a little bit more money to give you?
0: I don't know, like $5? You can go to patreon.com slash one more thing and subscribe. To our $5 plan, which is you get a video episode. It's like a vlog. What was that link again? Patreon.com slash one more thing. Spell Patreon for me.
1: P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash O-N-E-M-O-R-E-T-H-I-N-G.
0: This money goes to giving you everything you deserve with content, quality, and coverage.
1: The three C's. Content, quality, and coverage. Oh, wow. Quality
0: starts with a key. (laughs)
1: And we're back. This summer, there was kind of like an explosion of 90s TV shows.
0: I think it was literally just like TV execs being like, oh my god, Fuller House worked. We And like Girl Meets World. Yeah. And like
1: Raven's Home is doing okay. Like, we have to do everything. So they're just rebooting sort of every
0: show from the 90s. But at the same time, I love that some of this content is coming back.
1: When Girl Meets World happened, when the Gilmore Girls revival happened... I had never watched either of those shows. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, I don't really get this. Like what's going on? And then it was like Raven's Home. And I watched Raven's Home and I was like, fuck. Yeah, this is my shit. And then,
0: um, uh, wait, hold that. Okay. Uh, we'll, talk about, uh, we'll talk about that later. But I think it's cool because mm-hmm. it does two things. One, it brings fans of these shows new content. Yeah. And it's really interesting to see like how the content changes over time. But then it also brings a lot of new people onto that original material, yeah. which I think is amazing.
1: Yeah. Because you've said about Raven's Home that the thing you like most about it is that if you've never seen an episode of That So Raven, you still
0: can enjoy it. Yeah. You can still enjoy it you still like I can totally see how like little kids are falling in love with Raven's kids but then like to me I'm like Raven Chelsea but then those little kids are probably also turning around and watching reruns of That's So Raven yeah
1: it seems like this summer and very recently this year there's been sort of a huge resurgence of queer shows from the 90s and early 2000s coming back for revivals Mm -hmm. which I guess started with um
0: a show that we won't talk about until the end. <laughs> let's get, let's see how long Let- we can go without bringing it up. <laughs> so, the first step show that we're going to talk about is The Golden Girls. Yeah. Which is, it's this kind of wonky situation that's happening right now. The Golden Girls is not being revived. What's happening is the creators of The Golden Girls are creating a show that is the structure of The Golden Girls, but instead of it being Golden Girls, it's Golden Gay Guys. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be called Golden Girls. It's going to be called Silver Foxes, but it's going to be the same show. And Jay watched an episode of the Golden Girls. I watched two episodes. You did? Oh, right. That's right. Oh, you watched two episodes. Brother, may I have that jacket? Borrow that jacket?
1: Brother, can you spare that jacket? Yep.
0: And, and
1: adult education. Yes. I had never seen the Golden Girls before in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. And Which, disclaimer, I'm making my way through this series right now.
1: Full disclosure, I hated it. Really? Yeah. I get why people like it. It's just very not for me. It moved so fucking slowly. Laugh track shows, the only thing I don't like about Will and Grace, I mean, well, there are a couple things I don't like about Will and Grace, but the laugh track on Will and Grace is the only laugh track I've ever like been okay with because I've been watching it since I was literally a baby. Mm-hmm. But laugh track shows make my skin crawl. They have to hold for so long for the laughs. Oh, and I'm okay. like, just get to the punchline! Because mm-hmm. the, the, the laugh track always starts before the punchline. Mm-hmm. Or if there's like a laugh, then they have to like do another button after the after the laugh track and it's never as funny. Mm-hmm. And I was literally- That's literally
0: the Golden Girls. <laughs>
1: yeah, I wanted to pull my hair out because the jokes took so fucking long mm-hmm. because of that horrible laugh track. And also it was just like a really slow moving show aside from that, like the plot took so fucking long. I'm sure at the time it wasn't, but now the plots are like so obvious. And also this is probably based Based on the episodes you showed me, the two episodes I watched were both episodes that, like, took on the news of the day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> like, one of them was about sexual harassment in schools, and one of them was about homelessness. But when you, the homelessness <laughs> one, brother, can you spare that jacket? <laughs> Estelle Getty fucking, like, turned to the camera and was like, I'm sure it won't always be like this. One day, someone will take action against this problem, and and people will start to care. And then it was like, brother... Can you spin? <laughs> and it was this montage of like homeless people sleeping. And I was like, this is so annoying. I did think it was very interesting that the two episodes you showed me, they, like, went there. And even if Mm -hmm. it was a little bit cloying, they they went there. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, maybe you showed me two very special episodes, but,
0: like... Oh, I I definitely did. There are a lot of, like, throwaway trash episodes, but I knew you wouldn't have liked those.
1: I did really think it was interesting that this show that you would think would not be about
0: like social issues really was. There are a lot of episodes that do that. Like there's one where this little girl from like down the street or something gets kicked out of her house because she's pregnant and she's like 16. Whoa. And they get she gets into a huge fight with her dad and moves in with the women for like two or three days. And they like help her and her dad like figure out their issues. There's an episode where um, Blanche's brother comes in and she's trying to figure out why he hasn't gotten married yet. And he's like, I'm gay. And she has a really tough time dealing with it. Which one is Blanche? The slutty one. Which actress is Blanche? The slight Southern dialogue. Rue McClanahan. Yes. Okay. So yeah, there are definitely a lot of very special episodes, but a lot of it's just like laugh tracky. Those were totally episodes of TV I could see happening in 2017 if they were like a little bit updated yeah. for the time, like. Which is maybe why I chose them because we're focusing on the revival. That I was like the like this show is such, like, a slapstick comedy of just, like, these older women living together and then they hit you with these very special episodes that come out of nowhere and still, like, fit into the environment and the universe that they've created. And I think that that's something that they can definitely take over into Silver Foxes. And I think it'll be very interesting and different in really cool ways when it's all gay men. Yeah. Older straight women is one thing, but in the gay community, like, older men that are uh, at that age because these women are in their 50s and 60s are kind of looked down upon and like mm-hmm. not really thought of when you think about the gay community so i think it will be really interesting to see like that being portrayed on tv in such a positive light
1: do we know if they're gonna be like recently out or if they're gonna be i have on? no idea interesting
0: I don't even think that there's a date announced.
1: Yeah, I think it's just sort of a vaguely.
0: It's like, oh, yeah. it's, it's like in the works. Also, for the record, I love the Golden Girls. I think it's so great.
1: Having seen two episodes of the Golden Girls, I am now going to cast us as the Golden Girls. Oh, okay. I think... I have a
0: very strong opinion about who I am, so let's see if we do it.
1: I think you are Betty White.
0: Yes! Great.
1: I think Anna is Bea Arthur. Uh-huh. And I think I'm uh, Rue McClanahan.
0: I think you're Rue McClanahan and... Estelle Getty. Yeah. Sure. But one thing that I was nervous about with their revival of the Golden Girls is I'd say maybe once every three or four episodes, there's a dig at the gay community or at the trans community.
1: Yeah. In the episode you showed me with Brother Can You Spare That Jacket, Uh it starts with Estelle Getty reading a letter and she's like come, like, come look at this letter and tell me if you think this woman's a lesbian.
0: Okay, and I was yeah, yeah. like,
1: oh, fun, it's going to be a lesbian plotline. And then it was simply, that was just, like,
0: the, the joke. There's also um, a running gag that Estelle has a son who, like wears dresses and makeup and then Wee. like ran away and they like don't talk about him or talk to him anymore. Yikes. It definitely seems like it was his decision, but it's this like running gag where it's like the will like come out in like a beautiful gown and then Estelle will be like your brother would look good in that and then but like we don't talk to him anymore and then they like move on very quickly. But then on the other side they have all of these gay and lesbian episodes, so it's like very weird to see where they stand. However, yeah. You, you aside, everyone loves The Golden Girls. Like across, like, like, across the platform, there's no, like, group of people that was watching it during that time period that was like, The Golden Girls is trash, except for you. Um, but one thing that I think is interesting is that that humor is very dated and very inappropriate for oh, to be certainly. on TV now as a brand new show. So I think that there are going to have to be some changes that are made. But it got me to thinking as to why the Golden Girls has such a giant gay following.
1: Like I told some people that I was watching the Mm -hmm. Golden Girls and my female friends of various sexualities who I told that I was watching the Golden Girls were like, oh, cool. And my like gay male friends who I told I was watching the Golden Girls were like, oh my God, which episodes? I can't wait for you to watch it. And it it was very interesting to me that, you know, I didn't really know anything about it, but I expected it to be more targeted at, gay men in a way that it wasn't. Yeah,
0: it's... There's literally... Until they talk about gay men, there's no reason. Like, it was just very confusing to me. So... We
1: actually reached out
0: to... To Friend of the Podcast... E.B. Hinnant, who is a Golden Girls expert. And he recorded something for us. So this is E.B. talking about why there's such a huge gay following with the Golden Girls.
2: Despite the fact that the show occasionally treated homosexuality as, a, as sort of the butt of a joke, I think that the strong following is in place for several reasons. First of all, and RuPaul has said this on RuPaul's Drag Race, that we as gay people, particularly in the time when the Golden Girls was around and nowadays, we get to choose our family. You know, we might be abandoned by our parents or anything of the like. And in one episode in season one called Heart Attack, I think, where Sophia is dying, supposedly uh, of a heart attack, and all uh, Dorothy and Rose and Blanche are all in the hospital alongside her. Dorothy talks about how if her mom dies, she's gonna feel like an orphan. Even though she's a fully grown woman, she's still gonna feel that way if her mother dies. And Blanche comforts her and says we're your family. And something like we're not blood, but we're still your family and I think that I mean, even being in season one, that resonates with gay people. I feel like even aesthetically, *The Golden Girls* is very gay. Just the fact that here's a whole bunch of older women who who read each other and who joke and who love each other, sort of in a rough way, as I see gay men absolutely doing all the time. Even in season one, they're declaring themselves a family. We see all of them, you know, going through fights and not talking to each other and having you know romantic relationships with several people that cause conflict and whatnot. But they always stick together. I, I guess there's also something to be said about gay men idolizing, you know, the bland phrase, strong women. Like uh, women who stand up for themselves, women who take care of each other, women who identify themselves as independent and witty and fabulous to a degree, of, of which all four of these women were. I think we're drawn to that because we kind of want to be that. We see something in a being that is meant to be oppressed by the world, finding strength in themselves and finding confidence and striding around with ease and being fabulous about it. It's fabulous and it's certainly helped me a lot. I absolutely think it has a gay following amongst amongst men.
1: So when I watched The Golden Girls, Robert was busy watching... The L Word. He watched every episode just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So I watched season six, episode six or something like that. I don't like know. Episode three, it was called Least Likely, which I don't understand. However- Quick
1: pause is that when I told Robert to watch that episode of The Group Message, Anna said, are all the L Word episodes titled with L words? Turns out they are, and I never noticed. (laughs) I've seen every episode, and I did not. I didn't notice until Anna asked, as a joke. About one episode? About one episode, and then I was like, oh. So, what happened in the episode you watched?
0: So much. There are so many lesbians. <laughs> the L word also is crazy um, because it always has like 15 plot lines going. The trans character found out that he was pregnant.
1: Yes. That was the main reason I had you watch that episode. I could
0: tell. A couple went to therapy. Yeah. Couples therapy. Yeah. Um, Alice a, and Tasha a went Kristen to therapy. Kristen and a blonde girl. <gasps> no, no! <laughs>
1: No, no, no. The Kristen Stewart look-alike was not with the blonde girl. The Kristen Stewart lookalike is Shane.
0: Oh, wait, wait, wait. She was washing a car. Yes. She was washing a car and the, um, oh, what's her name? Um, the girl that looks like the girl in Scream, the main girl. Nev Campbell. Yeah. The girl that looks like Nev Campbell. Jenny. And fake Kristen Stewart were dating.
1: No, well, not yet.
0: Oh. Uh, there was some, like, weird... At, like, at the Shane end, Jenny said like, she was in love with Shane and Shane then Shane is, like, kissed in her. in yeah. love with her. No,
1: Jenny is in love with Shane.
0: Oh, I thought Shane was like obsessed with her.
1: Yes, because they were best friends.
0: God, what, my favorite plotline that happened was these two lesbians were at an art show and ran into an ex roommate. Bet and Tina. <laughs> And there was like a weird like will they won't they kind of thing right in front of her girlfriend. I thought it was really interesting. Did I like it? No idea. I genuinely have no feelings on that show whatsoever. I think it's just because I only watched one episode that was very far into the series. Yeah. I
1: think the difference between me watching The Golden Girls and you watching The L Word is that The Golden Girls episodes work as standalones. Yeah. And the L Word
0: I spent I- the first 20 minutes of The L Word going what? <laughs> the one thing that I was disappointed about was the one thing that I knew about the L word was that it's like pornographic. That ev- yeah. Every lesbian's always like, the plot sucks but you watch it for the sex. I, there were like three sex scenes but they But stopped. they weren't yeah, they were all fully was, clothed. Like, I was like I don't, I don't understand why because I was like, I think that it actually has a lot, as a show from that one episode that I watched, has a lot of similarities to Queer as Folk. And it's almost the same show. It's on the same network. And it has the same feeling when you watch it. And it was maybe at the same time.
1: I think so, yeah. I
0: think that they had a couple overlap seasons. But they're so, like, when they do, when sex comes up on Queer as Folk, it's like, uh, you like, feel Ah. it. And I was waiting for that for the L word. And then that episode, I was just like, I was like, oh, here we go. The cops getting in the car. We're gonna do it. And then it, like, cut away. And I was like, I'll, oh, is that it? Well, there because there are sex scenes that are
1: way more explicit than the ones in those episodes.
0: I was. Wait. There are
1: full frontal sex scenes. The reason that I had Robert watch The L Word is because recently Showtime announced that it's bringing The L Word back mm-hmm. to be about a new group of lesbians with some of the old L Word cast members in it without Eileen Chaikin, the creator and executive producer, attached, so there's no showrunner. Hmm. Which I think is interesting for a couple of reasons. Notably, The L Word is pretty offensive by 2017 standards. And the reason I gave you that specific episode to watch is because it was the one where the trans guy gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. So what did you think of that plot line?
0: I felt visually weird about it.
1: Because it's a cis actress who yeah. does not look like a trans man.
0: Yeah. She looks like a it woman a wearing a beard. The only thing that I will say, that like honestly, that I did like about the episode... And that situation was that he was with a gay man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, "Oh, like that's something I've never seen."
1: Yeah, and they on they talk about or, that a like, lot
0: in entertainment at all. And I was like, "Oh, this is this is cool." Yeah. And then what's the backstory with that character? Because I was watching, so, I was like, "Well, this is a trans man dating a gay man on a show about lesbians." That
1: character starts out as a cis woman who's a butch lesbian, and then he comes out as trans. Mm-hmm. And they he, they sort of like track his transition, and he dates men when he's mm-hmm. trans, but they keep him on the show because a, he's like he's like one of the characters, and B, his partner, uh, works for Bette, who is one of the art lesbians. Yes. And so the thing that I don't love about that plot that you didn't get in that episode is that as that plot line unfolds, Every time they talk about it, they refer to it as motherhood. And they talk about how Max is going to be a mom. Mm-hmm. And Max is never like, no, I'm going to be a dad because I'm a man. Mm-hmm. He just like goes along with it. And there's... Also, like, as you saw in that episode, a lot of really intense focus on his genitalia,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. which
1: does not go away. It sort of falls into that trope that I think we've talked about a little bit on this podcast of like the trans character being like, if only I could have the surgery, I would be complete, you know? Mm-hmm. When there are a lot of trans people who don't get that surgery yeah. and live rich and fulfilling lives. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of the thing is that the L word is sort of notorious for its really bad treatment of the trans community. And when that character, Max, came out as trans, they just sort of kept the same actress playing him, but just like slapped a fake beard on her. When but it's also it's yeah. bad, yeah. It's it, it's bad. It looks like a Halloween costume. Yeah. Um and it I think today if that were to happen, hopefully the showrunner would sort of be aware of what was happening and might choose to recast the role mm-hmm. with a trans.
0: Or just maybe I'm gonna say it, don't do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of talk about when the L word comes back, which again, much like the Golden Girls, it doesn't have a date set Mm -hmm. or really any sort of details. Would they work on updating it Mm -hmm. to today? Which hopefully they would because it would be about a group of lesbians who are friends in 2017. Right. But there are some lesbians in 2017 who are more culturally aware than others Mm -hmm. and so the hope is that it will be about a group who is relatively culturally aware lesbians have a really sort of tenuous relationship with the l word because for a lot of us it was the first time not for me but for a lot of people it was the first time they ever got to see like Real lesbian content, mm-hmm. and it's so bad that it's kind of like you know when you go back and watch a movie from your childhood, and you're like, oh, this is mm-hmm. not a good movie, but I have like a very, I have a, it sort of intensely emotional connection with it.
0: Right. What's what's gonna be like the good part then with the all re- returning?
1: I think the really good part is that. You know, since the L word, there hasn't really been a show about like lesbians, which is really great. I mean, and the hope would be that it would be a little bit more inclusive and it would include lesbians who aren't all just like gorgeous, thin, pretty femme women, which is really all sort of that we get on shows today. Along those lines, there's something really interesting that I'm, I also deliberately chose a later season episode so that you could see an episode with Marley Matlin in it.
0: Uh Uh-huh. When you showed up, I was like... What?
1: Yeah, which is totally revolutionary because it was one of the first shows ever to have a deaf actress play a deaf character. For Mm -hmm. those of you who don't know, Marley Matlin is a deaf actress who is on the show and she has a sign language translator and she signs and a lot of the characters sign to her and learn sign language to communicate with her. And she sometimes will speak, but mostly
0: she uses sign language and she's an actually deaf actress. There was a really great moment in the episode that I watched where I guess an executive turned to her and was like, oh, so what did you think about what that girl said? And she was like, what? And like, couldn't get it. And then the girl that he was talking about signed to her and was like, he wants to know what you think of what I thought. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And it was so good. And I was like, wow, this is doing this like such a great way. And
1: it's great because whenever she's like on camera and people aren't signing, you see her interpreter also Mm -hmm. on camera signing to her. Yeah. And they they, like totally are no bones about it. They're like, yep, she has an interpreter and that's what happens, Mm -hmm. which I think is just really great. And is an indication that if the L word does end up coming back, if slash when slash if then it comes back, it will follow in the tradition of the original L word mm-hmm. and work to include. Do you think she would come back? I don't know. I mean, she's like big enough now that I feel like, because all the people who are confirmed to come back, like haven't really had careers since the L word, but Marlee Matlin like has an Oscar. So I don't know that she <laughs> would, you know, like I feel like she has better things to do. So speaking of someone who has only ever seen one episode of the L word, Cast us.
0: I'm gonna say Anna is either the cop, Tasha, or the one that was like he wants to know what you think about. Bet me. she's yeah. bet.
1: Bet is like the bad bitch boss who like takes charge and t- takes no prisoners, and also everyone's in love with her.
0: I think that you're the wife of the girl who ran into her roommate.
1: No. Wow. He's no one like has that. ever said that I'm Tina. That's really? very interesting. Wow. Tina was barely in that episode. Are you just saying that because she, that she that was so jealous? What?
0: No. Oh. Or you're the roommate. The roommate? The roommate that she runs into. That's no, like, I'm not the that's roommate. That's like, hmm. Okay, so hey.
1: most people think I'm the Kristen Stewart lookalike, Shane, okay. but I'm actually Alice. The blonde girl who made the pro and con list. about her I was thinking about that. That <laughs> yes. was
0: the one that I was gonna say. She, at least but in I that met. episode, was so annoying. Like when they're- Oh on yeah. The, when they're on the couch and the- And she keeps talking like, to your people. Yeah. Much like, like
1: I just did. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But she does it in a way where, like, you don't ever not let me speak. That's true. So I was like... And
1: I'm also her... I thought you would get it from the scene where she goes up and confronts the woman at the club. <laughs> and like, she's so rude! And yeah. just, like,
0: marches through the crowd. And also, also
1: that, let's be clear, she was fully wearing a t-shirt at the club.
2: Who wants to tell me why you're here?
1: Oh, we're just here for a tune-up.
2: Does that seem like an accurate assessment to you, Tasha?
1: She's the one who called it that. We've just had a couple little little things come up lately.
2: What sorts of little things?
1: Money. I make a lot more than she does.
2: How does that make you feel, Tasha?
1: Resentful. She doesn't want me to spend as much because she can't afford it.
2: Is that true? Absolutely. We couldn't even get a bigger apartment because she couldn't share the rent 50-50. And I also think that she resents me because I don't clean as much as she does.
1: Do you? Oh, look, now she's mad.
0: So our next subject was recently announced. Yeah,
1: so it's, it's a little breaking news moment
0: that they are reviving Roseanne. Yeah, there are a lot of good things. I think that it was weirdly specific to the time that it was on TV, though. Like the humor, was yeah, very, it's like, very grungy 90s. and like it just fits that so well. I'm very curious to see what how it's going to come back. Yeah, to 2017, also because the ending was. Crazy. I'm going to say one of the craziest endings. They're of ignoring a show. that
1: finale right? Yes. Okay good.
0: They didn't explain how. All they've really said is that John Goodman will be on the show. Well the
1: other thing about the Roseanne reboot is that Roseanne Barr has lost her fucking mind.
0: Yes. I mean Uh, you saw Roseanne for president.
1: I did. Anyone who hasn't seen Roseanne for president don't. It's a terrible movie. But Roseanne Barr ran for president. She rebranded on Twitter once as Rononymous which is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life.
0: (laughs) But, But like Roseanne from Roseanne? I'd love. So I'm a little nervous and curious to see what happens when they bring Roseanne back to television. And I'm sure that that is a conversation that TV execs have had.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, so the, the interesting sort of queer element of Roseanne is that... What's her name? Melissa... Sarah Gilbert. Sarah Gilbert, who played one of the daughters. Darlene. Darlene is a lesbian, married to a woman, who has children with that woman, mm-hmm. and... On the revival of Roseanne, they just announced that Darlene's child will be, and I do quote, gender created.
0: I didn't read the article. Or that's a lie. That's a lie. I did read the article. (laughs) At first, I didn't read the article. And I was like, oh my god, gender creative, that's going to be really cool to see on TV, especially in Roseanne. Yeah. Because Roseanne has done this kind of thing before, but in the 90s. Yeah. And then I read the article, and the way that they described it, I was like, oh, so the terminology you're using actually isn't great.
1: Yeah. It's um, not really what gender creative means. Yeah. So he's a cis boy, as As far far as as the show. Yeah. As far as we know, he's a cis boy who wears dresses.
0: Yeah. Which is awesome, isn't, yeah, and isn't not what gender creative yeah means, but it's just the way that they talk about it in that like announcement that they made about
1: him H- him. him. Yeah, well, because it's like go
0: like, oh, I'm nervous now.
1: Yeah, because the the kid definitely uses he him because they use he him to refer to him, and he wears dresses, which is like awesome, and I think is great to show a cis boy wearing dresses and to show mm-hmm. that fashion has no genders. But to call this kid gender creative, I think if they really wanted to have like a gender creative child, it could have been like a child who uses they them.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know who I would love to play that character, Jacob Tremblay?
1: Well, you know who I would love to play that character. An actually gender creative child. True. Boom. <laughs> Done. Done with Roseanne section. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and then when we come back,
0: I will be crying. This episode sounds great so far. Thank you.
1: Where can I find you guys normally? My address It's 22. (laughs) You can find us on Twitter at One More thang, Instagram at One More thang, Facebook at One More Thing Podcast. And if you really want even more content, go to tinyletter.com slash one more thing. Do you know what I'm going to do? What?
0: While I'm listening to the rest of this episode, I'm going to pull up those apps and follow you.
1: Oh my god, that's amazing. You know what else you should do while you're listening? What? Subscribe on iTunes.
0: Oh, I have a question. Yeah. How do I tell you that I love your podcast.
1: On iTunes, you can just open up the reviews section, rate us, review us. One more
0: question. One more thing, if you will. Sure. What happens if I have, like, a hot friend that I want to hook up with, Robert or
1: Jay? Then you should email one more thing, with the number one, podcast at gmail.com with your friend's headshot and resume, and we'll decide whether we want to date them. Anna will screen all applicants <laughs> and decide whether we want to date them, and then we'll forward them. Our types are as follows. It's just <laughs> Let's just get this out of the way really quickly. This whole practice started with the TV show Will and Grace. <laughs> I'm just, I want to just give a disclaimer. I've hearing your voice. <laughs> I just want to give a disclaimer. Um, <laughs> Stop. <laughs> there are very few things in this life that make me emotional. So I honestly don't know how to talk about this. Will and Grace is my favorite TV show of all time. It raised me. It is my childhood. I'm <laughs> viewers can see, but there are literally tears in my eyes. I love Will and Grace. (laughs) I love Will and Grace a lot. I've seen every episode probably over 25 times. I had like a rough childhood, you know, and Will and Grace made me feel safe. (laughs) And it's my favorite TV show in the world. And I watch it every night before I go to bed. And the fact that it's coming back
0: is very hard for me. In our joint calendar, Will and Grace has been there for a while, And it's only been there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the day Will and Grace happens. But then I was like, oh, no. Like, we get an episode of Will and Grace once a week, every week, for at least two seasons. Yeah. Like, they did the whole presidential election thing. (laughs) And that was really fun and cool. But now it's like, this is an episode. And we will live, like, once again in a world where Will and Grace is on television, which is just, like, such a good feeling.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. (laughs)
0: No, Jay and I are not looking at each other right now.
1: (laughs) I don't like people to see me when I'm emotional. The other night I was watching my favorite episode of Will and Grace, which is Von Trapped, the episode where they (laughs) go to the Sound of Music sing along. And I know every line of that episode by heart. And I was like lying on my couch watching it. And I literally paused it and thought in two weeks, I will be seeing episodes of Will and Grace that I have never seen before, which is an experience I've not had in 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that I have never had as an adult. And I cried so hard I had to go to sleep. Like, literally started sobbing. Because I was like, there is going to be a new episode. There are going to be new episodes of Will and Grace.
0: It was one of those shows where while it was airing on TV, I didn't really know what gay was. And what these characters (laughs) were doing. (laughs) I very vividly remember this conversation that I had with my mom. Where, and help me out with this, it was the episode where Jack is sitting at the table with the shared doll. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And Cher comes in and sees him and he doesn't recognize her.
0: Yes. And I have this very vivid memory of seeing Jack with the Cher doll and there being a laugh. And I turned to my mom and was like, why is this funny? I don't get it. And she was like, oh, he's just like a silly guy, which is true. She was not lying to me. But then I just watched it and was like, oh, well, this isn't really funny. Like, I don't, I don't get it. So I just never went back to it. Cut to I'm gay. (laughs) What? (laughs) And realized I had never seen it before. So I watched it and... Loved it, and I couldn't be more excited for it to come back on. You the could 28th. be more
1: excited if you were me.
0: Let's just be clear about that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have the emotional baggage riding on my back for it, but <laughs> but I'm like very excited to watch this show now that I'm gay. Yeah. And I had that like when I watched the episode with the share doll, I had like an emotional reaction to it because I was like, oh, this was like my earliest memory of having like gay thoughts really
1: quickly everyone listeners just to know i've discussed the worst moment of my life on this podcast the other worst moment of my life is when i woke up one morning to discover that robert had watched the patty lapone episode while i was asleep (laughs) and so i didn't get to his to experience his reactions live and i seriously cried about it i was so upset (laughs) anyway
0: do you think patty will come back
1: I cannot engage with that thought process. Because she did American Horror Story. Stop. I don't want to cry on this
0: podcast. (laughs) I know that uh, the first note in the section says, Jay, remember not to cry.
1: And I already have.
0: (laughs) A lot of the humor on the show is dated.
1: Yeah. It has a lot of the
0: same problems that you can say like the Golden Girls and the L Word have.
1: Yeah. I can speak to this, I think, more than Robert. Because I know every joke. Yeah. of the show. <laughs> as much as I love Will and Grace, I very much am aware of and will acknowledge openly that it is dated. It is very insensitive at times. There are moments in it that make me uncomfortable when they make jokes about trans women. Mm-hmm. I know when those jokes are coming and I just sort of like will skip over them sometimes because it's it makes me uncomfortable. They're rough too, yeah. like some of the jokes. Yeah, and there are a lot of jokes about
0: lesbians that are very sort of, like, ups mm-hmm. There were times where I was texting you when I was watching it and was, like, they're really hitting hard on, like, how the gay community looks down on, like, really feminine guys. Yeah. And how, like, it's more important that Will has a boyfriend than it is Jack yeah. to have a boyfriend. There's literally a scene where Jack is, like, no, I want him. And Will's like, no, like I get him because I'm like the more normal gay guy. Yeah.
1: But then on the other side of it, they also do handle their lesbian characters very well. You know, when Rosie O'Donnell's character is is dealing with her coming out process, it's handled really sensitively and really beautifully when she comes out to Elliot. Okay.
0: um, (laughs) (laughs) Who's coming back?
1: (sighs) Yeah. 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 It's It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think the hope is that, you know, since Will & Grace aired, there has been so much progress in terms of representation, and Sean Hayes got to come out, Mm -hmm. and everyone sort of thinks of Will & Grace as the beginning of representation on TV, Mm -hmm. and so my hope is that because it is being created by the same people who were so progressive for their time, it will be equally as progressive now. Right, it'll keep raising the bar. Yeah, which I don't know. I mean, listen, Deborah Messing is... (laughs) Debra Messing is a wild person. She's a trip, but she sometimes doesn't do it so well, but she tries really hard to be really progressive Mm -hmm. and, like, very inclusive, and she, like, works really hard. She's always,
0: like, very informed.
1: Yes. She's very, like, ahead of the curve. Yeah, and so my hope is that that will translate to the show. My concern is that they have announced a lot of the guest stars, the, like, big, like, new guest stars, not the people who are, like, coming back. And they're all white. And they're all cis. Mm -hmm. My concern is that they're not trying as hard as they could to be inclusive. But I also know that they've already been renewed for season two. Mm -hmm. And so I think that a lot of the people who are, A, like fans like I am who are not afraid to be critical and be people who are watching on grace for the first time maybe are gonna sort of during season one be like if there is something that they're not really up to the bar at people will be like hey this was racist or like hey this was transphobic
0: call out culture is definitely like yeah especially this year becoming like a bigger and bigger thing yeah I think that fans will have no problem being like hi like bring Laverne Cox on
1: yeah there's definitely a lot of like racism on the show in general but especially with the way they treat rosario mm-hmm. who if you don't know is karen's maid and she is the only non-white person on the show really yeah. besides for gregory hines rest in peace who is not like a main character he's just recurring but they are not gonna have her on this season because the actress who plays rosario has retired from acting so they're killing her off in the first episode because why not kevin can wait am i right so anyway i'm hopeful Mm -hmm. You know, even setting aside the fact that, like, I obviously can't get through a conversation about it without crying, I'm hopeful that it's gonna be good. And here's the thing. It premieres next week. Next Thursday, mm-hmm. September 28th at 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central.
0: I took off work. M- me too. We're not allowed to watch it together. We, no. But uh, we will be watching it at the same time, and I'll talk to you the next day about w- it. Well, we
1: can't watch it together because I don't like being vulnerable, but next week's phone call episode will be about yeah. the premiere of Will and Grace, and we will record it right after the episode airs, mm-hmm. so you can hear my authentic yeah. reaction. Post. It's just going to be me sobbing. I'm
0: just really excited. The one thing that I'm really worried about, remember when they did the election one, it was very election driven. Yes, it was because it was literally about the election. I don't want them to like look at the climate and with Deb being an activist and being like, this is what we're going to do. And it's going to be very like upfront and in your face. And we're going to use Will and Grace to do it. I want it to just be the show and like maybe they comment on it.
1: Yeah, which I do think serenity, that like, that's going to be how it is because that's
0: how it was originally. Yeah. You know? I'm really confident in it. Um, we'll see. We're very excited. Tune in this, or uh, next Friday. Next Thursday. Oh, ne- yeah. Next Friday to hear um, our thoughts. Yeah. Everyone
2: deserves to be treated with a little respect. Even mean lesbian kite killers. <laughs> you are
0: this close to losing your post-rehearsal yogurt. That's <laughs> the That's the line. That's it's written here? Yeah, that's because
2: you wrote it! In Lip Liner! At <laughs> least one
0: of us wrote some. I don't think that's funny. Why, because Ellen DeGeneres didn't
2: say anything? <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, but this guy is an idiot! Smart enough to sleep with men! We briefly touched on this at the beginning, but it's interesting that there's been such a resurgence of queer revivals. Mm-hmm. Revivals of queer shows, or revivals of shows that are including queer elements, and yet There are no new queer shows coming out. Like, there's nothing new. We recently went through all the new pilots of Mm the season, and none of them are, like, queer-focused. Some of them are queer characters, but none of them are queer-focused. Yeah. Which is... sucks.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Especially when it's, like, I don't understand why TV execs are, like, oh, that's not gonna work. Yeah. Or is the material just not being written?
1: Well, I think it's a matter of, like, opportunities given to young and -and up-and-coming writers, Yeah, you know, who are gonna be writing about queer content you know it's it's a question of like how many queer people do you have in a writer's room who are Mm -hmm. then gonna like go on to create other shows but anyway so one queer show that is coming up that's not a revival it is an adaptation yeah which i think is interesting yeah it's a british show that shonda rhymes is adapting for american television it's called cucumber banana Tofu.
0: (laughs) Okay, so it's three shows. (laughs) Tofu, I've never watched. It's kind of stupid. It's like a weird combination of... It's like an after show, basically, of what you've already watched in Banana and Cucumber. It's really popular in England. And it's actually really good. It's two separate shows that happen at the same time. And you watch them back to back. Cucumber is about a man in his mid-40s who is gay, separates from his boyfriend because he doesn't want to get married and moves in with these like two teenagers who are both out in like a millennial society and kind of the contrast between like younger gay teens and older gay men. And it's crazy interesting. Um, The other show, Banana, is about the teenagers that he runs into. So you watch like him for a half hour and then that show fully ends and then it rewinds to the start of that episode, and you watch the entire thing back through, but from the kids' perspectives. And it's really cool the ways that, that it, like, works into each other. I think it's going to be a great show for Shonda. Yeah, but she'll
1: love that. You watched it, an I episode mind. of Banana. Yes, I have never seen it. I watched one episode of Banana. Let to me To be you. clear,
0: um, Jay watched the the introductory episode to the lesbian couple yes. in Banana.
1: I really liked it. I thought it was very interesting. I liked that it was sort of a... Like, in the episode I watched, the black girl asked the white girl out, and that was it. Like, mm-hmm. there was never any sort of, like, I don't know if I'm gay thing. It was She was, <laughs> yeah. like... She just, she just like, wanted to go out with the white girl, and she asked her out, and then they went out, and they were very cute together. Yeah. And it, they their, like, issues didn't come from them being a lesbian couple. It came from, like, them being a young couple who started dating and moved in together too fast and just sort of like put their entire identities into each other and it was kind of about the struggle of like when you start a relationship with someone if it's like your first relationship trying not to like let that person take over your whole life and like change your personality fundamentally and take you away from the life that you had with like the people who love you which I thought was a really like interesting and powerful storyline that doesn't really get looked at a lot but that could
0: be no yeah and it challenges a lot of that yeah through the whole thing like there's um a running plot on cucumber that bleeds into banana where the older guy is incredibly attracted to this like younger like twinkie blonde guy that he lives with and the young guy is like, yeah, I know you think that I'm hot, and I know you that you want to fuck me, but you can't because you're old, and I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're very upfront about it, and he, the older guy gets really depressed about it, and he goes to, like, his group of, like, older gay men, and they're like, you don't want that guy anyway. He's young and inexperienced, and, like... Basically, the reason we wanted to talk about this show
1: is because it's really the only example we could find of an upcoming show that is, like, centered around
0: queer people. Yeah. I would in- say... of the characters on Cucumber Banana Tofu are gay. Which is awesome. In in some... And I think that there's a trans character. I want to say yes. I can't remember. I watched it last year. Yeah. Tweet it us at one more thing (laughs) on Twitter. Remind me. (laughs) And I think it's going to be really cool to have Shonda, the queen of characters, pick (laughs) pick this (laughs) show up and do what she's going to do with it. Yeah. It's going to be great. I can't wait for it.
1: I've not lived with someone before. I can't handle it, okay? I can't get battered every night. Then don't. So why do you? Why? What's the point? Because I'm young. Because I want to. Because I grew up in a foster home that was so chaotic and mental and shitty. So now I just want some joy in my life. Seriously? That's your answer. No, I'm sorry. No, I'll change. Me change. Fucking unreal. You're the one that needs to change all that anger, that bitterness. You're not listening! I'm always listening to you. To watch it, day you've had. To watch it, life you've had. Poor you, Sean. Poor you, with your understanding mother and bohemian childhood. Don't you dare. Get your things, Sean. After all, that's what you love best, isn't it? Your things. Um. Okay, Robert. What time is it?
0: which means it's time for one more thing. (laughs) Ooh, got me. The first one more thing of season two. Aw.
1: One more thing. 2.0. Okay, so our game today is related to Will and Grace. We thought that it would be fun if we each wrote a little blurb for Mm -hmm. an episode of Will and Grace that takes place in
0: 2017. Yep. So my episode lights up. Oh. The four of them are doing their thing. It's fine. They decide to do things with each other, but it's a weird situation where it's Grace and Jack and then will and karen oh
1: that's my favorite dynamic Will
0: and, and karen karen and will no uh grace and jack get locked into something i couldn't figure out if it was a closet <laughs> i wanted it to be a part of karen's like mansion uh-huh. and the two of them have to work together and Cute. figure out a way out of that situation the whole time will and karen are trying to find the two of them and go on this like wild adventure through New York, trying to find all of the, like, going to all of the places they think Jack and Grace would be <laughs> together. <laughs> sure. Um, trying to find them, and then they like, go back to the house, and they find them in this room, and they let them out, and like, like, I just picture, like, Grace and Jack, like, stumbling out, and are like, just a huge mess, and um, like, nothing huge happens in the episode, but the two sets of them just, like, go on these crazy... I went a
1: little bit of a different direction And I tried to make it like really 2017 Okay So my idea is that So Grace Adler Designs, Grace's firm Is in the running to design a new club Mm -hmm. For like millennials in New York So Grace and Karen decide that they have to go undercover as millennials To like learn more about like what millennials want Mm -hmm. And meanwhile Will is secretly dating a like 25 year old Me Sure. And so they, like, end up at the same club. Mm -hmm. And the, like, climax of the episode is that they run into each other and everyone finds out that, like, the three of them aren't actually millennials. And, like, Will's younger boyfriend is, like, you're not 25. And Will's, like, ah. And, like, that's the whole plot. And then the B... Slash C plot is Jack auditions for Hamilton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. tweeted us at one more thing with your idea for the 2017 episode of Will and Grace. Yeah. Speaking of which, you can follow follow us on on Twitter at one more thing and on Instagram
1: at one more thing.
0: You can follow our newsletter at tinyletter.com slash one more thing. You can become a Patreon subscriber which we've talked about through this episode at patreon.com slash one more thing.
1: Go to Facebook we're One More Thing Podcast. Mm -hmm. You can email us number one more thing podcast at gmail.com Anna will answer. Thank you to 440 Studios for giving us a new home. Thank you to Sarah Kleist for giving us one of our microphones. Thank you to Stephanie Hawkins for taking pictures of us. Thank you to Anna Verde for yeah for (laughs) unwrapping our candy before we started this episode. Surprise we were eating candy this whole time. Thank you to the cast of Will and Grace for coming back. Okay, bye. I'm going to start crying so we have to stop. Bye. Who bye. likes to wear dresses? Yeah.
0: Is there a
2: number we can call? 911 is the number we can it call. Hi. Come pick me up. <laughs>